Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we take you from your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, my special guest is Zach Babcock, co-founder and host of Convict Ed Life, top 15 Apple podcast host, Underdog Empowerment, founder and chief visionary officer at Podcast Powertrain. He's had guests on like Shane Whelan, Brad Lee, Dean DeGrazio, and a whole bunch more. Today, we're going to talk about podcasting life and a bunch of really cool stuff. Sit back and enjoy the show. Here we go. Hey, guys. Uh, you already heard the intro, which is great, but I have Zach Babcock with me today. And first, I wanted just to acknowledge you, Zach. Uh, back June 10th, you in your group, I mean, your podcast group, said, hey, if you can get 15 episodes in, I'll come on your podcast. Well, you're going to be number 20, but I just want to say thank you right from there because you threw out that challenge and I've been popping about two a week since then. So thank you for being on my show and thank you for the challenge, man. Well, well, thank you, man. Well, I, I, thank you. For, I appreciate that. But thank you for taking action, man, because you know how many people don't take action and don't want to do the work or whatnot. So you're doing the work, dude. And, and, and that's awesome, dude, because you got 20 episodes in now, you know, uh, 90% of people that launch a podcast, 90% of the podcasts that are launched, never make it past episode 13. They quit, they give up and whatever. And they wanted these quick results and it doesn't just happen like that. And, um, well, you're now in the top 10% of all podcasters. So uh, it's an honor to be here. And thanks for having me, man. Yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's per, that's per Nielsen research, by the way, you go to Nielsen.com and check out that stats. Those are facts. No, that is cool. That is very cool. So in the intro, I did mention, you know, you've talked with people like Shane Whelan, Andy Frisella, Dean DeGrazio, a bunch of like who people would know as like heavy hitters and all, but you didn't start out there. So if you could give my audience, you know, a little bit of your background and how you went from there to talking to like legends of today, including yourself, but I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Absolutely, dude. So, um, it's crazy. Uh, it's, 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 it's going to blow your mind how simple the thing is that, <laughs> uh, you know, simple doesn't mean easy because there's, it just means it's, you can comprehend and easily understand and know what to do. Um, there's still work. Right. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I did over five years of my life in prison being a knucklehead. Uh, you know, I spent my a large chunk of my childhood in and out of juvenile detention centers, boys homes. Um, just, I, I was just, I didn't have any chief aim in life. And, uh, and, and man, I was trying to fit in with other people so much, man. And I would do stuff that was just outside of my character, uh, trying to fit in. And, um, well, anyways, I ended up doing, uh, five years of my life in prison. I did four years the first time, a little bit over four years, got out for about two years. And then I went back 20 days before my twin sons were born. That was the, the thing that changed it all. And what got me moving in this direction, got out. And then for the next three and a half years, man, was trying to become an entrepreneur and make this stuff happen. And I was just not getting any luck, man. And anytime I tried to collaborate with anybody, nobody was taking me seriously. I was just the ex-convict turned entrepreneur afterthought that nobody wanted to give the time of day to. And, um, and that, that pissed me off, man. I was, I was upset. I was like, dude, like you're judging me for something that happened at this time six years ago. Now it's been, I mean, I, the last crime I committed or in, 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 in was, uh, uh, two April 28, uh, 20, 2008. So that's what 14 years ago now. Yeah. And I'm yeah. being judged because of that. I'm like, dude, I paid my debt to society. I went and did yeah. my time. I'm cool. Right. Uh, no, it wasn't the case. 
Um, and so that lit a fire up underneath me. And then uh, I launched the, the podcast. And what's crazy is uh, in one week's worth of in one week's worth of time from launching that podcast, I went from nobody giving me the time of day to getting my podcast ranked on Apple on day three and interviewing Billy Gina's marketing the following week. So one week I went from nobody jamming with me to top rated podcaster and interviewing uh, rock stars. Wow. Um, yeah, it was crazy. So the podcast literally opened up all these opportunities because now I have this platform where I can invite people on just like you're doing here with me today and get to network and build those relationships and also use it as brand association, being able to post, Hey, I just did this interview with Andy Frisilla, you know, like that does a lot for your brand positioning, but um, the tactical part of this, man, this is how simple this is. This well, is that, that, that brings me to this. So like, I'm a new podcaster just started out and I've gotten some really cool people. Some of them, you know, like uh, Tracy Brickman, your boy, Andrew Sales is a friend of mine. Uh, we're in the sales game together. So I, I met him, but how do you, or how did you get someone like Billy Jean that like within a week, that's just like unheard of. Yeah, man, this is exactly what I did. I took a screenshot of my podcast ranking on Apple. Cause as soon as I ranked on Apple, I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. Right. And then I took a screenshot of that. I sent it to him and I said, Billy, Yo, man, I just got my podcast ranked in the top 200 on Apple, man, and it's blowing up right now. We're scaling this thing to the moon, man. We're super excited. Dude, you'd be a perfect fit for my show, man. Can we bring you on the show? Literally, that's it. Wow. He, he replied back with his assistant's email and said, she got my schedule. And I hit her up, and then next week, had it, had it going down. Literally, that is super crazy. Good. Yeah. Yeah, because I found you on uh, Dropping Bombs. That's what the first time I saw you was on Dropping Bombs with Bradley. He's a funny guy, man. I like Brad. <laughs> That's wild. So you literally just, and because I do this in the sales world, and this podcast is about helping people break the six-figure barrier, which you can do a bunch of different ways. I've done it in the sales world, and I want to do it in podcasting and other stuff. Um, so after you got Billie Jean on and you started building, what were the next steps that you started taking from there? Because, I mean, one, one podcast is going to kind of get you some momentum, but it's not going to carry you through. Yeah, man. No doubt, dude. Um, this is going to sound so cheesy and cliche. I got to say this first though, because this is the most important thing. And then I'll give you some tactical, you know, stuff that you can actually do and get results with fairly quickly. But, uh, number one, consistency, that is the name of the game with anything, dude. Yep. So this, just to show you what I mean, like I don't preach nothing that I don't practice underdog empowerment. My podcast, we launched in April of 2018. We got over 300 episodes recorded, 288, I think, published. Wow. Um, and in that time, I have never missed a single Monday publishing day. We we published on different days, like we've done Monday and Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, and we, like we've tested all the different variations, but we have never missed a single Monday since April of 2018 of publishing. That's consistency. And, yes. and, and, and why is that important, dude? So many reasons. Number one, you're going to build up the skill and learn so much in the process and, and meet all these amazing people and develop all these amazing rate relationships. But more importantly, or not more importantly, but another factor would be your audience can trust and know that they have something coming out at the same time every single week, just like their favorite TV show. Yep. It's something that they can rely on. So that's first and foremost. Um, but yeah, that, that, that played a huge part in the growth, but, um, 
what was the exact question again? I'm sorry. Oh, no, no worries. Yeah. So how did you go from, you got Billie Jean, but you're still starting out with your podcast. How did you grow from that to getting like bigger podcast guests and then monetizing and doing that whole, that whole structure? Cause you got out of prison. Then you started doing this stuff and no one took you serious. And you got to Billie Jean and then it started to, you know, trend from there. What was the process besides the grind and being consistent, which I definitely agree is a hundred percent you need to do. What other steps were you taking or moves that, that people could maybe take? Yep. So here's the tactical part of how I did that. And all these as well, I was doing consistently and I'll show you like, you know, there's action items that I do simple tasks that I do every single week that build all the momentum. And so what those were is number one, when I, when I first got Billy Jean on, that was like, awesome, cool. I had some, uh, been taking, you know, been learning and, and, and building the skill of affiliate marketing before I launched the podcast. And then, so I took that over with the podcast and I started making money, but it wasn't a lot, dude. I was making like 200 to $800 a month. You know, that's not, yeah. that's not enough to live on. And that yeah. was like the only source of income besides my wife, you know? Um, so bam, I had that and I was still building that and I was consistently like plugging affiliate products that made sense for my audience. That was a perfect fit. And then I had a story with, and that was building slowly and consistency there. But then I kept on reaching out. Like I, I, I would leverage the current momentum that I built to gain more momentum. And what I mean by that is just like I did with Billy, when I showed him the screenshot of my ranking, I leveraged that ranking to land that interview. Then I took that ranking in Billie Jean's interview to land the next one and the next one. And I, all I do, dude, I reach out to five to 15. Now it's only five a week at most. But mm-hmm. when I was hustling five to 15 people a week, I would send DMs and emails to, and I'd find, you know, Grant Cardone's emails and all that stuff on their websites or hit them up on Instagram or wherever. But I just ask them, man. And I'd say, hey, you're a perfect fit for my podcast, top rated podcast, Underdog Empowerment. Can we get you on the show? It's a perfect fit. And that, something simple as that, dude. Real short, straight to the point. And it's just the, you know, I mean, you're in sales, dude. Yep. It's a, you're going to get no's. <laughs> so you got, the, you got the rejection part down. You can take, you, you built up that muscle. But if you're not mm-hmm. in sales, you got to build up that muscle because you're still going to get no's. Yes. Part, you're going to get more no's and you get yeses, but the yeses make up for the no's and yes. some. Yes. Well, and that's like you literally, when you're saying, I'm saying this is my sales job. I talk to CEOs, CFOs, uh, chief technologies officers in the role that I'm doing right now. And then online, I do a sales coaching business. So I talk to people and no just means not now or no just means I haven't brought them enough value yet. And I'm sure there's people that you really wanted on your podcast that you said, okay, you said no now. Later on, you're going to be coming back and asking me to be on it because I think you're that type of person. I could be wrong, but I think that if someone said no and you thought, hey, I want this guy or gal on. And then now it's like, OK, cool. Now I'm big. You want to come ask me? <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah. But also just the just the even the uh, the rejection phase, like Andy Frisilla, for example, it took eight months of pitching mm-hmm. that dude to finally get him on. That's almost a whole year. Yep. Once a month, every single you know, what I'm saying that it was simple. I just, I, I, every time I, every time I'd pitch it, I'd put it in the calendar on my calendar for next month to pitch them again. And then I just kept on moving that until I got the yes, you know, and that's it. Just like you said, man, it, it no doesn't mean no, it just means not right now. And I'm going to keep on going until we get this, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, doing that. So, so that helped with the brand positioning and getting people excited about the brand and showing, you know, brand associations, showing me sitting down with, 
Grant Cardone, Andy Fusil, all these people, right? Yep. So that does help out a lot. But then there's, so I got five pillars in my podcast marketing system. And, it, and they're each, so we got the content that's like developing the marketing message and delivering killer content, right? That's yep. the foundation. Then we got the, the, the launch and getting ranked on Apple. Um, you know, and that's as simple as getting a bunch of written reviews in a short period of time. You get your podcast ranked, bam, you're a top rated podcaster for the rest of your life. Nobody can ever take that title away from you. Uh, and it's, you could, man, Mandy Pod Lindsay with the more Mandy podcasts, she holds the record for our clients of being able to hit that within six hours of launching her podcast. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Six, six hours? hours? That's it. Six That's hours true. from when her podcast went live, six hours later, she was a top rated podcaster because wow. she got a bunch of written reviews and she went and started not, not putting out a post on Facebook and hoping people would go and leave a review. She messaged people directly mm -hmm. in a way that wasn't spammy and shit and asked for a written review. Yep. Um, but yeah, man, that, that right there, that builds that momentum. And then, you know, going on, like I said about the celebrities, but then growing your podcast, that's the third pillar audience. And there's a lot of different ways to do it. The best way, in my opinion, to do it organically, not paid ads, because paid ads is going to be the fastest route, no matter what, but organically is to go on other podcasts that, that are similar to yours. And then you just promote your show on that where you, 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 you drop, like I talked about underdog empowerment already. Boom. So mm -hmm. There's that. Maybe at the end you say, hey, Zach, where can people find you at, out at? I'm going to send them directly to Underdog Empowerment. That's it. That right there, dude, I get, I've i gotten to over 14,000 downloads a month with that strategy being the 80-20 rule right there. Uh, that was before I was even running ads or any of that. So was doing that consistently, was going on two to three podcasts a week. I did that for over a year. I still do that. I'm, today's my mm -hmm. podcast. Day. I go on other podcasts. I go on three podcasts every week from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. That's if I say, let's just say I average it out and say I go on two a week because some people cancel sometimes and whatever. Two podcasts a week over a year, it's 100, it's 104 podcasts that you've been on. If you go on 104 podcasts, I promise you, you're going to skyrocket your downloads and you're going to make a lot of money in the process if you have an offer that's that's proven, right? That you're yep. already proven the, the, the offer and people are paying for it. No, I love that. And, and the thing, again, it goes back to what you said in the beginning, being consistent. <laughs> Because a lot of people, like you said, don't even make it to 13 podcasts. So how are they going to be on 140, 150 in a year? But you yeah. doing that has just proven it. And I think that's where you got Andy from. And other people like that because they're looking at, is this person real? Are they going to be there? Are they going to show up? Yeah, dude, that's, that's awesome. Right on, man. Appreciate that, man. So we talked about podcasting. You talked a little bit about monetizing it. You said... Or in growing your numbers. Sorry, you talked oh, we about haven't even, yep. we haven't talked anything about monetizing. Right, yet. right. I was know. jumping to monetizing because I'm a sales guy, but we don't have to go there yet. Um, no, growing it first, I think, is key because you need to have the brand recognition and the followers, and then the monetization will come if you do the foundation. At least that's my understanding of it. Yeah, dude, exactly. Like that's why like we have this questionnaire. I'm I'm spilling the beans right now. <laughs> Whatever. We have this questionnaire. Uh, not a questionnaire. It's just three questions that we ask. But one of those questions that we ask whenever people are booking a call to, to inquire about our services, we ask this multiple choice question, like what best describes your situation right now? And we have these different things. Like one says, I don't know the exact word verbiage on it, but one says, uh, uh, I, I'm not, uh, I have, I, I know that uh, growing the audience is super important. That's my main focus right now, because if I do that, then I'll be able to monetize on the back end. 
that question right there is the one we're looking for. Mm -hmm. But then we also say, I need to get this. I need to get this out right away and monetize it right away. That question is red flags. We're like, Oh, we can send them to our course and they can go through our course and do it. But because the reason why is because yes, you can make money right out the gate. I was making 200 to $800 a month really quickly with my podcast and, and within 90 days, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we've helped hundreds of people hit their first thousand dollars off their podcast within 90 days. However, if you don't have an audience that likes your shit, you don't, you, you know, it's, just, <laughs> it's simple sales. If you don't have no leads coming through, you, you know what I mean? So, so you got to build up, you got to build up the audience and that's by going on other podcasts, then you build up your authority and credibility with that audience, with your own solo episodes, helping them and interviewing rock stars, brand association. Mm-hmm. And you got your podcast ranked, bam. Now, when you put an offer out on your podcast and you got a thousand people listening to it, now you can make some money. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, actually, a lot of those principles you were mentioning, that's what I've been trying to do. So <laughs> I was actually getting on podcasts before I started my podcast. And that's kind of got it, me man. in that whole thought process that's awesome dude that's smart yeah and it's so i i look at it as a long game i think a lot of people try to monetize too fast or too quick or maybe they're in a position they have to but if you can build it up like you said everything up over time then your audience already trusts you you've been there you've been consistent so when you say hey i got this thing you already have them in the buy-in yeah dude and so like exactly and like you can monetize right out the gate and send people to like let's say affiliate marketing. You got some affiliate marketing products that you want to promote on your podcast. Do that every single episode. Don't, I'm not saying don't do it. Um, or if you got like a funnel already and you want to send people to your newsletter, like if you go on my podcast and you listen, you'll notice like, uh, the more recent ones, um, you know, not the ones like when I was first starting, but, uh, but, but the recent ones, all the stuff from 2021, you know, up until this point, I plug mainly, I plug three different places. I'll plug the free newsletter, And Mm -hmm. guess what? If you get in that newsletter and you're already listening to my podcast, there's opportunities within that newsletter for you to buy our courses and to send up our, our, our pipeline. Right. Yep. But it also adds a ton of value. So newsletter, number one, uh, and then Facebook group, number two, and then sometimes I'll plug my Instagram because that's a, that's a platform me personally that I'm focused that I want to really build up. But mainly though, those first two, the Facebook group, because if you join the Facebook group, that's, that's the community for the Mm -hmm. podcast to further get to know, like, and trust. You know, so I look at it to make it simple. I look at the podcast as the top of funnel. All right. When I go on other podcasts, remember I said, like at the end, you say, Hey, Zach, where can people find you? Underdog and Parmat, send them there. Right. Yep. If I can get you over to my podcast and you get to hear my thoughts, views, and perspectives and opinions, one, you're either going to know, like, and trust me, or two, you're going to hate my guts. One or the yep. other. Either but, way. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, 100%. And then if you know, like, and trust me, then when I say in the beginning of those episodes, hey, go to the newsletter, hey, go to the Facebook group, or hey, here's our $47 course offer, bam, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You'll take action on it because the podcast does all the heavy lifting for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's, again, kind of what I've been trying to follow up with and do. So like I said, I heard you in the group and I've been, well, I've been following your stuff for two years. So I, I've heard some of these tricks and trades, which is awesome. Um, and that's just what I've been kind of trying to do with on Mondays, I have guests like you in, and then on Fridays, I'm doing my kind of own little sales spin. Cause that's kind of the angle I'm wanting to go, uh, with that. So after this part of it, so you, you, you got the audience, you got the brand 
And then you have like your course you mentioned. You said there's other ways that you can monetize besides affiliate marketing and your course. What would those be? Yeah, man. So let's give some real specific examples. Um, one way, let's say that you sell a physical product, all right? Uh, e-commerce. And so with physical products, you know, one great way to generate sales is by giving people coupon codes for discounts, right? Yep. Like, hey, this product costs a hundred bucks, get 20% off, boom, but only until then, you know, a deadline. So it creates scarcity and urgency. Mm -hmm. um, so bam, this could work with selling a physical product. I'm going to show you the exact blueprint of the episode of how to lay it out, but this could work with selling physical products. It could work with selling service-based services, uh, services, service-based services, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's all good. Hey man, it's uh 2:28 p.m. where I'm at. Man, it's about that nice. <laughs> I hear uh, you. I hear you. <laughs> it it could work with that. Um, it could work, dude. And so, like, here's how it would how it would look. Let's say you're doing you're selling uh, physical products. So then you bring on, you know, two to three people that you've that have bought in your product, right, and that have gotten mm -hmm. some killer results. And then you do what I call this three step formula, where you you walk them through this process where you ask them, hey, what was life like before, before getting these products? And then they're going to go and tell you the pain that you're, the, 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 the pain and suffering that they're going through or what they're going through, which is the same pain and suffering that you, your audience is in right now. Mm -hmm. And then, so your audience gets to relate to that. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going through the same shit. Right. And then, and then next question, Hey, what was life like when you first started using this product? And then now they're going to go into how much time, headache, frustration, or money it saved them or whatever that was, that benefit that they got. And now people are going to hear them like, yeah, you know, they're, they're already relating to them. And you got, you got two different people at least, or maybe three, because now this person's story resonates with a certain segment of your audience. Mm -hmm. That person's story resonates with a different, um, but then you go through that. And then, and then finally, the, the third question is, Hey, what was life like? after using this product for a while and uh, getting these results, what was the benefit, the transformation for you? And then they're going to go in and say, Hey, not only did it help me with X, Y, and Z, but it also allowed me to focus so much more and it gave me more of my time back to spend. Yeah. They got whatever that was, right. That's the, the transformation that happened as a result from using this product. Boom. So now you just hit on that. This is like a 10 to 15 minute interview. And then, uh, and then you give the call to action with the discount code to the website where they can go get it. And it has to have a deadline on it. Yep. Hey, this is only available until then or else nobody will take it. I mean, some people will take action, but most people won't, but if you mm -hmm. give them a deadline, they'll actually, they'll, they'll move on it. And so bam, you got that. That's a great way, especially once you got at least a thousand people in your audience or more to, to generate revenue directly from your podcast, that would work even well. It, the same exact thing with a service-based business, you can go through that same exact process. And then at the end, instead of sending people to, you know, to go buy it outright, you know, a lot of times these are high ticket things mm -hmm. and you need to get on the phone and talk to people. You send them to an appointment funnel where they go and they fill out this application. And then you review the application to see if it's even worth your time to get on the phone. And then if it is, then you get on the phone and then you, you do your sales call and you, and you see if it's a good fit for them to actually become in the program. And so the call to action would look something like this. You're like, Hey guys, I want to help as many people as I possibly can with this. Uh, but obviously I am just one person. My time is finite. And like, I'm acting like we're selling coaching right now. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I got you. 
Yeah, but like my time is finite. So I want to help the next 10 people. We're getting ready to start this program on this date and it's going to go for these many weeks. So the enrollment cutoff is at this date right here. Um, what you got to do though, if you want to get some of the same results like them, if you want to see if you, you, you could do that as well, go here to this website.com slash name, whatever, mm-hmm. and fill out the application. What we're going to do is we're going to review this application and make sure that you're a good fit for us and we're a good fit for you. And then if it is, then we can get on the call and further discuss to see if it's a good fit. So go here to fill out that application, do it by this date, and hopefully we'll see you in the program. Boom. You know what I'm saying? And then now you're funneling people directly from the podcast that already know, like, and trust you. And a lot of times it's crazy. You'll get on the call with people that have been following your content for a while and someone that you've never met before, but they feel like they know you yep, because they've yep. listened to your podcast for so long. It's cool, man. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Because pretty much what this sounds like to me, and again, because I've been doing sales for 15 years, is this whole sales process, uh, making it urgent, making sure that you know you have the referral people that can come and tell the story so that the person can relate with them, and then just asking for the sale. And if you do it right, like you said, they already heard about Zach Babcock. They've maybe heard of Joe Graham. So now they can come in into that funnel, that circle, and it's not as hard to overcome the objection or the objection is not as hard because you have that trust. Yeah, that's that's sweet, man. Amen, bro. Yeah, it's it's simple stuff. It's just it, it simple doesn't mean easy, but it's no. simple to understand. Yeah. Well, and I think it goes back to it because um, a friend of mine said this way: success is boring. It's doing the right things over and over again, and having the process set up to get the right result results. And I think it's this way with podcasting, with sales, with coaching, with courses. A lot of people that listen to my podcast right now are probably either starting out in sales, or some of them are like you know business coaches or uh, fitness coaches, stuff like that. People that are you know starting out online doing sales. And I think the thing that they need to remember is you're where you are now, Zach, because you put in the work for the past, what you started 2017, 2018 with the podcast. Yeah. With the podcast 2018, but you've been doing this hustle game since 2000. Well, since you've been born, but since 2016, 2015, that frame, right. After you gotten out. Yeah. So it's been time over tension. You put the work in, you tried the different things out. You kept reaching out to people like Andy eight times. Most people, We'll reach out to someone twice and they don't want to hear no. But I think just doing from what I'm hearing you say, have your process in place. Make sure that you keep asking and reaching out, even if you hear a no. And get referrals and you can build a business in almost any aspect that you're trying to do. Dude. Amen. Dude, we've and and I and I and obviously now uh, take my advice about podcasting with a grain of salt, because. I'm biased towards podcasting because it changed my life. And so I'm like, dude, you get a podcast. It opens up so many doors and it does, but you know, take that, take that how you want it. Cause my, my opinion is totally biased. But what I will say is this, we've worked directly with over 250 people and produce these results time and time and time and time and time again. And, and what I'll tell you is this, man, when you have that podcast, whenever you, whenever you have that and you're able to be able to open up those opportunities for you, Dude, one thing is for sure, you keep on stacking up, the momentum builds up. You just look at my trajectory, dude. Like three years ago, nobody wanted anything to do with me. And now like I'm getting invited all the time. And, I, and, I, and I'm not saying that to like brag or anything or, or, or whatnot, because dude, I'm humble as fuck, dude. And, mm-hmm. uh, 
and and I I don't, I don't even know if you can cuss on your podcast. Oh, you can cuss. You're good, man. You're fine. <laughs> I've been dropping you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Be you. Be you. I, I I just put on it. If it if the the guest wants to swear, I make it explicit. If it's more of the guest that doesn't, I just keep it. I can shift it back and forth. No big deal. Amen, dude. My mind goes in so many places, so many different times. I forgot what you just said and what I was responding to. <laughs> <laughs> no, like we were talking real, about we were talking about um how you became successful and how your heart is with podcasting. So podcasting is the route that you've used to break that six-figure barrier and how that it's helped you out. Uh, and you were talking about something about putting in the work over time yep. or something. Yeah, and I was just saying how I relate it to sales because in sales, a lot of times I'll see people come in and they may have a great ton of talent, but they don't put any of the work in. Then I'll see someone come in that's not as talented, but every day they make their calls. Every day they do their emails. Every day they follow up. And I find that kind of like with the underdog empowerment idea, the guys and gals that put the work in get so much farther and are so much more successful. Kind of like what you mentioned a little bit ago, you know, you're opening doors for yourselves for masterminds, meetings, stuff like that now, because you put the work in three years ago. Yeah, dude, that's what it was. That uh, I uh, so where I where I was going with that until I totally uh, uh, mind blank there. Um, yeah, take it with a grain of salt. What I'm about to say, but like, dude, podcasting. We've worked with over 250 plus people now, and we worked with people and, and you know, salespeople like yourself, loan officers, uh, truck drivers, literally truck a, a completely offline business started the podcast and we helped them monetize because it's a, Hey, you want to, you know, what are some manufacturers that you want to do business with? Oh, okay. Go interview the CEO of them, ask them to be interviewed. So you could talk about how great their company is. And then that's the end for them to build that relationship, which leads to business being done. It's little stuff like that, man. It's like, you can, you, you name the industry more than likely, you know, we've worked with that person, help them create a kick-ass brand with a podcast. So yeah, take what I say with a grain of salt because I'm super biased towards podcasting. But dude, we've helped anybody in any industry crush it with a podcast. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that whole uh, reach out to the CEO, CFO, because like we're talking here, a lot of times people reach out to CEO, CFOs, they talk to them like, oh, Mr. Sir, and like they freak out. If you call them up and just talk to them normal and then you say, hey, I got an opportunity to promote your business, I bet you nine out of 10 times, unless they're a dick, they'll come on because it's great for them too. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Um, Who doesn't want to talk about how cool their company is and how they're helping people? You know what I'm saying? Everyone wants to talk about that. Everyone really wants, that's how I make money in sales act. Literally, I get people talking about themselves and their problems and what they're doing. And they just tell me what they want. And then I can sell them. Same thing. I mean, it just makes sense. It's simple, right? <laughs> it is. It is. Let's do this. We're not done yet, but tell people where they can find you because I hate doing that at the end. Uh, it's one of the things with my podcast I do. I do it in the middle. Uh, that way, if someone's listening, they don't like cut off the last five minutes. Yeah, man. No doubt. I appreciate that, dude. So I practice what I preach, man. Underdog Empowerment, the podcast is definitely the best place to find me. You can find it on almost any podcast platform that you listen to podcasts on. But to make it super simple for you guys, you can just go to underdogempowerment.com. It's right there on the homepage, the podcast section where you can subscribe on any platform. And if you just want to connect with me on any of social media, it's at the bottom uh, of that website as well on the footer section. So any social media you want to connect with, hope to see you guys over there. And yeah, definitely, man. Uh, looking forward to uh, jamming with y'all soon. Yeah. And the Facebook group's great too. 
because not only is Zach in there, but there's a ton of really cool uh, other podcast people, some that have gone really far, some that are just starting up and come. So if you're looking to grow your network, like he mentioned earlier, might be a good thing to check out as well. And that's Underdog Empowerment on Facebook too, right? For the group name. Yep. Uh, for that, uh, just in case, because they're they're censoring all types of stuff and a little crazy and stuff these days, man. In case they ever uh, Facebook ever gets a tripping and tries to kick us off there, uh, you can always go to underdogempowerment.com slash fam, and that will lead you right now. It will lead you directly to the Facebook group. But if we ever get kicked off of Facebook, it'll lead you to wherever we end up at. Yeah, well, we'll all get kicked off together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guilty by association, which is fine with me. I'm okay with that. <laughs> so, so we've talked a little bit more about like monetizing and all the different stuff with it. I had a question because I know you also have another podcast that you're doing. You're a co-host of. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Or, Yeah, man, for sure, dude. So um, uh, Convicted Life, that's uh, the other podcast we're doing. So this podcast is unique in the sense of it's the first of its kind ever. And what I mean by that is, um, so I got this mission that I've been talking about and putting out and talking about on my podcast over the last few years and on social media. And, you know, when you put it out there, it comes back. Right. And so uh, I had a guy reach out to me that's got these, he did time in prison too, but he's got connections uh, with Securus, which is the the company that you go through to put money on people's books in prison or Mm -hmm. to, you know, uh, so they can call and order canteen and stuff. But anyways, long story short, my mission is a 9% recidivism rate or lower in the U.S., which is a crazy big goal. If you look at the yes. recidivism rates across the U.S. or they're in the four, in the, in the high, higher 40s in most mm-hmm. states. Um, and so, you know, I know that the, the resources that are currently offered are garbage and a waste of taxpayer dollars. So we want to offer something that's actually going to help people. What better than to hear from stories from people that actually been where you're at and yep. got out and figured out how to make it. You know what I mean? And so we put this podcast together where we share our stories, but we also interview other ex-convicts that have gotten out and, and made something of their lives. So that way they can learn from people in different industries or whatnot. And not only is it a podcast out here, but we are also able to get it into 115,000 devices currently on prison, in prison, inside of prisons. And we're getting ready to open up Arizona, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, and two others that I can't think of right out the gate that we're getting ready to get it inside of there too, which is huge. And then because it's hard to get people hooked on it right now, we're going inside of the prisons to start talking with people and just helping people out. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. And then we're going to send them to the podcast and then eventually word of mouth is going to pick up and everybody's going to be in on there. And we're able to, we're able to help people out with stuff that's actually going to help them. And then we're going to, build out other stuff for them. You know, we'll figure that out as we go. You know, that's how entrepreneurship goes. A lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, that yep. fuzzy dream move for it. Yeah, no, dude, that's amazing. I love that. I think that's great. Cause a lot of times you hear about, you know, people have made it, they did this, have this great comeback story. But what I love about you doing this Zach is you're reaching a hand back to people. Cause honestly, let's be honest. A lot of us just didn't get caught. So, you know, there's a lot of people that judge people that maybe went to jail for whatever reason, whether they did something or not. But a lot of people just didn't get caught. So, I mean, helping people out, we all make mistakes. I mean, hey, I, I, I commend you on that, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that, man. Something dear to my heart for sure. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the other thing with me. So 
and, and you understand this. You made it past 100K mark for sure. So once you get to that point, you can breathe and kind of see what, well, what do I want to do? What's my dream? What's my desire now? And that's kind of that whole process with, with my podcast here, with just bringing in different entrepreneurs like yourself, helping people find different paths. Like I found mine in sales. You found yours in podcasting. You know, there's other people that found them different ways and just, you know, helping them with that. Um, what other thoughts or, oh, wait, let me ask you this question. So I have one question I always ask my guests, um, just because I really like this question. It's kind of a little bit out there, but I think it's cool. So he, he, let me lay it out for you. You can go back in time as far as you want to go. You can go forward in time as far as you want to go. You can talk to anyone you want to. You get to be with them for one year, learn whatever you want, and then you get to come back here. Where would you go and what would you learn? Mm, man, that's a good question, bro. I got to give that a uh, quick little thought. It's not something I could snap. Off. I like I like stuff like that where you got to got to think about it sometimes. Yep. Uh, man, that's 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 a good question you got there. Um, I would I would go back to 2000 pre 2011. I would probably go like 2000 i'd probably do like 2000 and 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 nine to be able to hang out with steve jobs um mm -hmm. before he got his cancer and started like going you know down like but also after the iphone and then be able i would want to pick his brain about just his whole thought process of how he goes about disrupting markets because the dude yeah. was just legendary at legendary that. yep yeah no, dude, that's cool. That is cool. I like that. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Because you actually are one of the very few people that have given me someone they would go listen to or go talk to. Most of the time people are like, I would go talk to myself when I was 17. Or I want to go 10 years in the future and talk to myself and see how I am. Like, okay, cool. So, dude, that's interesting. Yeah, I, Jobs was crazy. Like, in a yeah. good way. Not in a bad way. But just like the way he could just see things. Yeah, and you know what, too, man? Um, um. I don't know. This is just speculation on my point, but, uh, part. So this is just my opinion. This is not facts or nothing, but, um, you, you know, if you study, if you read his autobiography and watch the movies or talk to, you know, uh, read up on stuff that people wrote about him that knew him and stuff, he wasn't a nice dude. He was like really like intense yep. and, and dialed in. And if you weren't on your shit in the organization, he was, he was, he was coming at you. And, um, I noticed that, I got to that point for a little bit there before I made a big change this year. But uh, I was like so freaking intense and like, and like, so we have core values that we live and die by in our company. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and these are also core values that I live and die by just life. Right. But they're, there are company core values as well. And um, if it, like every single decision, you know, we make is based off of those. And if it doesn't align with those, it ain't, it ain't happening. That's, promoting, recognizing, firing, uh, uh, deciding if we're going to take this shiny new object that's being presented to us, if it's an opportunity we want to take, whatever, every single decision is based off of those. And so like when, 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 when stuff would happen, when, when team members, uh, were not living by those core values, like I'd come down on them pretty hardcore, you know, mm -hmm. but then I, this year I still, we still live by the core values, but I'm not so, like mean and shit like I was yeah, before. Yeah, I got you. You know, and 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 I feel like it's just a, a evolution because I feel like and this is a little bit deep here, but I feel like the reason why a lot of Steve Jobs was like that and 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 why while I wasn't there's a lot of traumas and shit that happened throughout your life and yep. then that 
you end up start running programs for, and sometimes you don't, you're not even aware of this shit. Right. And, um, that's been something that I've been working on a lot this year, um, and stuff that I'm, you know, that's a whole nother topic, but, uh, yeah. I'm going to do some, uh, some, uh, some assisted therapy stuff, uh, that's going to help out a lot with that. No, that's good. I think we all have that. Like, oh, we do. I, I'm, I'm 44. I think you're a little bit younger than me, but I mean, I grew up in the nineties. I grew up in that whole Midwest where men don't show emotion unless it's anger. Uh, you don't ever address anything, yada, yada. And I think, you know, a lot of people that I hang out with now are kind of doing the same thing you mentioned, going through and, and touching on childhood trauma or adult trauma, or just different stuff that you had to deal with. And if you don't face it, it's going to come out one way or the other. So it's always it, better to, you know, deal with it. I love the fact that you're talking about it. Cause like, dude, most men think it's weak to talk about that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you said, cause you know, the whole 90s thing girl, like, Hey, we don't talk about problem. Emotion shows and like, that's, that's a lot. That's, that's the society's way of molding men. Right. And it's just not true. And, and, and men think it's weak to talk about shit like that, but dude, it doesn't make you weak. It actually makes, makes you, you strong. strong. Yeah. yeah. It shows strength of character to be able to do that work, going to deal with your traumas, your, your dark shit. That's the hardest work that you'll ever do in life. Period. Hands mm-hmm. down. It, it's harder than anything you'll ever have to conquer, dude, is your own shit. And, and that's what makes you the most alpha version of yourself. So if you're all about this, like dominating stuff, well go deal with your shit then yep. and go do yep. it. Cause then that way you'll be able to dominate like never before. And so that's the reason why I'm doing it. Cause I want to squeeze every single ounce of potential that life has to offer. And I know if I get rid of some of these limiting programs that I'm running because of these traumas and heal that shit up, I'm going to be able to show up hundred percent me fully effective. And that's what I want in my life. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Actually, I think I heard you. I don't remember if it's on podcast or in the group you were talking about going into the woods and doing a walk and kind of just dealing with stuff. And I do that a lot. I'll go for walks or I have a heavy bag or I do breathing and just different things that I'm just now getting into and learning about. Cause I didn't had no clue about it, but I'm yeah. with you hundred percent. Dude. That's awesome. I, I didn't, I didn't do none of this shit before this year too, man. It was uh, literally, it was uh, all these changes that I made was this year in January, right after our mass, our first mastermind we did in Pensacola, Florida. Mm-hmm. I realized, man, I was like there and I was like, I was like, okay, what's next? And then I was like, wait a minute, dude, you got, you got 10 people that paid money, thousands of dollars to travel all across the country to come meet you here at this, at this nice spot that we rented out to learn from me and stuff. But, but not even six years ago, you were in a fucking prison cell with not knowing what you're going to do with your life. You know, like you got to be grateful for right now. And I was like, I was in that process. That's what, what every time that I got a win, I was always like, cool, awesome for like 20 seconds. Like, okay, what's next? You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? And and there's no fulfillment in that. And that's a, it's a void that you'll never, ever, ever, ever be able to fill. And, 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 it, and it's just moving the goalposts. And it's, it's honestly, it's kind of miserable, bro. Like mm-hmm. to be, be completely honest with you. And so that happened. I was like, wait a minute, I got to stop, man. And then, then we left there and I flew out to Utah to interview Sean Whalen on my podcast. And man, I don't know about you, but that guy is just my jam, man. Cause his yep. core values are so aligned with mine especially the freedom and all that stuff. And just how he talks. And, mm-hmm. and as, as, as I'm sitting there interviewing, it was just a killer interview, but it was like, I knew it was like him holding up a mirror while I'm sitting there. And it was like showing me that I wasn't truly living in my core values and that I wasn't truly living in my true potential. Cause I'm only focused on the business and so intense about that, but I'm neglecting my health relationships, mm-hmm. minds, all this other shit. And so long story short, man, I pulled the plug 
right then and there. I said, man, I'm going, I'm, I'm working 16 to 18 hours a day, six, six days a week, five days a week, consistently barely spending any time with my kids. When I, the, when I went to prison last time, the whole reason why I started moving this direction was so I could be in my kid's life. And yep. so I was like, dude, we're going to go down to 20 hours a week, 12 PM to 4 PM Monday through Friday that lasted one week. And then I killed off Fridays. And that's when I started going outdoors and, uh, and hiking every single week. And so now I work 16 hours a week. So I went from 16 to 18 hour days to 16 hour weeks, been doing it all year and we're growing more mm -hmm. than ever because mm -hmm. I'm taking the time to, 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 to invest in me first and foremost. And the limited time that I do have the 16 hours, I get the most effective work done. Yes, I'm not do. no longer doing the bullshit anymore, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, man. No, you, you mentioned a really, a lot of big things. I just want to make sure people caught you were doing the hustle and the grind thing and no offense to Gary V, but that's just not what I want to do. If that works for him, cool, great. You know, he likes that whole thing. But you slowed down time, and now you have it to where you work less, but you get more done because you slowed down to speed up. So you're doing the inner work, which you need to get done so you can be the best version of you so that when you're in the work, you're just killing it and you're doing great. You're not distracted by the emails, Facebook, or whatever, because you know I have 16 hours to get this done. But then that gives you the time with the kids. And in the long run, but it sounds like to me, Zach, is you found that perfect balance now, which is great, which most people don't find. Yeah, man, it's crazy too, man. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm filled up with more energy than I ever had before. But I will say this though, man, um, I still have bad days just like everybody else. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, and there's times, man, where I wouldn't say necessarily balance it because it's more like, it's more like getting all, all I, I got five pillars, mind, body, soul, relationships, finance. Those are like my five. Some people have four pillars. I got five. I, I like to, I like some people bundle soul and re, and mindset together. To me, that's different. Your mindset mm -hmm. versus your, your soul is like different, but any spirituality, whatever you want to call it. But anyways, um, I still have, have those, those bad days. And, and, and it's never like, it's like, balancing them all because I don't believe you can do it, but I, but I feel like you can get them to work in harmony. And so for me, I look at it like the squeaky wheel thing. It's like, which one has a squeaky wheel that we really need to pay mm -hmm. attention. On? And then we focus that and we grind super hard on that. And we still do the whole thing, but sometimes we give a little bit more attention to this thing or a little bit more attention to that thing, you yep. know? And that's how, that's just how I've been operating. And, it's, and I wish I'd have been doing it a lot sooner. Yeah. You're present in the moment. Balance is probably the wrong word to say, but you're hundred percent present. So when Dude, you're with your kids, you're hundred percent. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Perfect word to say it. That's even on, that's a core value of mine being present in all situations. And it's on my vision board and it's something that I would not, that I didn't do before January of 2021. I was always living in the future. What's mm -hmm. next? What's next? What's next? Never was living for right now. And now that I'm living for right it, I've just, I, I'm actually fulfilled from the work that I do now. And it's, mm -hmm. it's just amazing, man. Dude, it's same thing for me this year. Like, again, I'm in sales. So that go, go culture, always going to the next thing. And I was winning president's clubs and doing all this stuff. And then this year I've taken time, uh, wife and I've gone to Hawaii a couple of times, been to Justin, Florida, just taking time to do stuff for us. Um, and just being present in the moment. And I work less now, and this is going to be my best sales year ever. And I think that's the key. I'm being present in the moment. And when I'm at work, I'm at work. When I'm at home, I can be engaged at home because I got the crap done. Yeah, dude. Amen. That right there. Being at work, you're at work, being at home. That 
Cause dude, I, for me, dude, I was always carrying the work into the personal life, but now yeah, yeah it's a game changer. Yeah. Yeah, dude. No, this has been amazing. Um, and I want to be respectful of your time as well. Any other parting words to my uh, listeners, any other encouragements you want to give them? Yeah, man. Uh, I always like to, yeah, anytime I like get, get asked it, like my, my greatest, uh, the words of wisdom that I would give is everything in your life that's wrong is your fucking fault and ain't nobody else's fault but yours. 100%. 100%. <laughs> and uh, if you ever live in a victim mentality and blame other people for your problems, you're going to be miserable and you're, it's not going to be fun and it's not going to get you anywhere. Uh, it may feel like it at the time, temporarily instant gratification that you don't have to deal with that responsibility, but the long-term effects of that are, it's going to be miserable. And I'm speaking on this. I'm not like trying to preach at you or coming. I'm speaking on this from personal experience because before that in my life, I used to blame everybody and everything for shit that was wrong in my life. And that landed me, you know, as a drug addict and out of prison, all this crazy shit. And then when I finally decided to own my shit, that's when I was able to to get to where I'm at now and move in this direction. And so think about it. Some people might hear this and they might be like, well, dude, not everything in life is not my fault. A tornado could come and tear down my house and that's not my fault. Yeah, you're right. You are right. Like there's shit in life that you can't control. We can't control COVID. We can't Mm -hmm. control all this shit, right? But one thing that you can control no matter what is how you respond to each and everything that happens in your life. And there is where you get to dictate and control your circumstance because how you respond to shit is what creates your reality. So think about that next time. Don't respond certain way. Maybe respond in a way that's, ask yourself, ask a question like, hey, when you're in that moment, this is hard to do when emotions are running high, when you're like pissed off or depressed or like anxiety or whatever, it's hard to do this, right? But if you could do this when you're in that moment and you got to make that decision, ask yourself like, all right, Obviously, this is something that's kind of crazy, whatever, but what can I do right now that's going to make this situation to where I want it to be? What's going to be the next best step that I can take to bring me one step closer to my goal or whatever? You ask that question with intensity and seriously think it through and and, and you will get the right answers by asking the right questions and uh, knowing that you dictate the outcomes in your life, that you have the freedom to choose your response. That's power in and of, in and of itself. Dude, I love that. That's amazing. I agree 100%. Actually, right now I'm reading Extreme Ownership by Jacko. You pretty much just put the whole book right there in 30 seconds. That's the book. Own your shit. (laughs) Right on, man. No matter what. Cool. Thank you again, Zach, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, Yeah. And again, tell them again where they can catch you in case uh, they missed it earlier. Yeah, man. Underdogempowerment.com. That's where you can find the Underdog Empowerment podcast and all my social media handles right there. Underdogempowerment.com. And I would like to say, uh, you know, how we did this. Hey, man, get to 15 episodes and we'll we'll jam out. Uh, I'll come back on, man, at at the 50 marker or something, man. We can make this. Yeah, let's do it. I'm definitely I'm down for you being number 50 again. That should be just a little bit after Christmas. So right now I'm doing Mondays and Fridays. So Mondays are guests and Fridays are kind of my solo thing. For the most part, it changes every once in a while, but yeah, dude, I'd love to have you back on. That'd be awesome, man. I'd, I'd, I'd be more than happy to, man. Thank you for having me, man. This was a blast today. Thank you, Zach. And thank you all again for listening to the 150K podcast, where we take your dreams to six figures and beyond. If you get a chance, please go and like, 
share this episode with your friends, your family, people that might need to hear it. Um, and all your comments, I read them, I listen to them, and I love them. So thank you for your support. And until next time, keep rocking it.